Welcome to Of Sound Mind and Spirit. I'm Shelley. And I'm Lisa. We're sisters walking together on a journey of faith. We're not perfect. And we definitely don't have all the answers. We're inviting you to walk with us as we explore ways we can better know and grow in our faith. Together. Welcome to another episode from Of Sound Mind and Spirit. I'm Shelley. And I'm Lisa. And today we are going to be talking about the importance of finding your prayer life. Because, Lisa, we all know how important prayer is, and yet it seems so difficult to find time for it sometimes. If we want to get to know, love, and trust God, then we have to make time for prayer because it's in that prayer that we listen to him, hear him, and talk to him. And so what better way to get to know him than in prayer? Before we started recording, you and I were talking briefly about our prayer life when we were kids growing up, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and I thought that was kind of funny. So I know I'm springing this on you, but I wanted to bring it back up. Yeah. Um, So I was asking you, did, did you remember doing that when we were kids like as a family or individually i guess praying in general you know what did that look like when we were kids i think that individually i remember you know reading the bible and bible stories and having this like um welcome to agape land albums that i used to sing and play oh my gosh i forgot all Um, about that the song bullfrogs and butterflies i can still sing that by the way have patience. I can sing happy. <laughs> um, so I, I have memories of that. I have memories of, you know, going to, to, to church and, and classes and things and, and praying. Like I always knew my prayers, but I don't have a lot of memories of like as a family, us praying together. Yeah. I think I'm with you on that. I know we knew the Our Father, the Hail Mary. And the guardian angel prayer comes to mind that we used to say that. One of mom's favorites. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember praying a rosary except, you know, at funerals. Um, Yeah, exactly. used to say the the rosary was for old ladies and funerals. And then I'm like, oh, gosh, that's us now. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm pretty sure that I prayed a lot when I got in trouble. Like I can, I can probably place a bet on that one that, that I was saying a lot of help me Lord, you know, as, as I was, uh, you know, getting caught doing something I shouldn't have. (laughs) Or getting framed for something you didn't do. There you go. There you go. Little sibling, uh, altercations. Not that those happen because we are perfect. Remember? Oh wait, that's the opposite of what we say. We're not perfect. (laughs) We don't have all the answers. (laughs) You know, it's funny as we as we talk about, you know, not remembering, I think that as, you know, we got older and we've talked about this a little bit in the first episode, you know, we we kind of as adults settled into our own prayer lives. Like we we discovered things that worked for us individually or in groups or things like that. And um you and I were also talking before we went live that a few years back, you know, we felt like we were in a groove, things were going well. Yeah, in, pr- in prayer lives, especially, and then something happened that rocked all the boats. Gee, I, I can't imagine what that might have been. Might um, have let me think. Started <laughs> in a year that ends in a twenty. 
and started with a 20. <laughs> started with a 20, ends at a 20. So the big uh, lockdowns where everything, you know, everyone went ho- went home and there was no church wasn't open. The schools weren't open. I, I don't think we have to describe this for people. I think that we um, might have a little PTSD still from, you know, uh, what happened, but we had no church. We had the online, but I mean, we, we had shut down. We distanced from other people. So maybe our prayer groups or our book groups or, you know, our community stopped. And then you're sitting at home with your family in a state of, there was a lot of fear and uncertainty in the world. And I'll just, I'll ask you, how did that change your prayer life? <laughs> it's a loaded question. Are you question. asking me or are you asking <laughs> no, our listeners? I'm <laughs> actually asking you, Shelly, right now. <laughs> Tell me, okay. how did it make you feel? <laughs> well, Lisa, <laughs> before the global pandemic shut things down, I was actually growing into a very rich and deep spiritual life. I had made my consecration to Mary. I was at peace with the way the job situation for me was changing and evolving. And I had really big plans for my life, which was officially to start in mid-April 2020. I had job interviews and, and things I had plans. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I had big plans of where I was going to go and what I was looking forward to. So when everything came to a screeching halt uh, right there in March, it it really, it set me into a bit of grief, I will say. And we've talked about that before on other things, but it, it really forced me to my knees. For, for starters, everybody else was home and I was in a job that was declared uh, essential. So I was still going into an office. It was... empty at the time, but we still had work to do and we had not made that shift to being able to do it remotely then. And I actually had an exit plan, no going forward after that exit plan. So it it drove me to my knees and changed the way I, I prayed. Now, some people could become very, very discouraged at that time, um, feeling very isolated and separated and alone. And, and I know that 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 was true, even though we were here at home with the family. How about you? For me, <laughs> I can tell you where I was when I got the notice that, uh, like, especially the church was shut down. I was in the church because I was working for our parish. It, it was, it was, I had a very different experience from a lot of people also. So you were still working in an office essential and I was working for the parish in communications, which uh, <laughs> it took a whole new meaning, you know, when, when the physical buildings are shut. So I, I was still there and I was in meetings and we did a lot of it, uh, you know, on zoom and stuff. But for me, my prayer life really changed because I was in person still for mass and everything. Um, so I was there doing the live streams and yeah, <laughs> it was, that's funny because we were actually, uh, how do I phrase this? We were back opposites in mm-hmm. that respect. I was in an office and not able to be present in my prayer life because I was in the office freaking out. What are we doing? And you were not, and everybody was at home, you have to remember. And I missed the, oh, we're all at home. 
And you're going to say, and I was in the empty church freaking out. (laughs) Right, right. So you were actually in the church. Yeah. And telling me, it's so quiet. It was very, I will say, it was very odd. And I, I couldn't really talk about it, you know, at the time, because I felt, I felt um, guilty for complaining that here I am at mass receiving communion, you know, every Sunday, but the church is empty. There were, I think, no more than 10 people in the building at a time. And so it changed my prayer life greatly because, because it was such a different experience. But we're not here to, I don't, I don't like, don't turn us off. We're not here, right, Shelton, to, to like rehash 2020 and, and all of the distressing things. What we're here to say is that there was good changes that came out of good changes for our prayer lives because it was a wake up call, I think for a lot of us. And it made you, it woke you up and said, okay, Lord, what now? What do I believe? How much do I trust you? And are are you here with me? Like you said, it drove you to your knees in prayer. And the separation from what we had known as our faith community, it it changed everything. And think about it too, that what you just said, how often do we learn about, talk about, hear about surrendering our lives and putting all our trust in God? And when the global pandemic happened, it was, it, it was potentially both unifying and separating because we were separated physically, but in a, another sense, we were all unified in that we had to practice what we said. If mm-hmm. we said, Lord, I want to trust you, Lord, I want to surrender to you, Here, here's your opportunity. You know, it's the old, uh, remember, yep. if you pray for patience, God will give you the opportunity to practice. <laughs> well, oops. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How many of us, sign of hands, feel like maybe we prayed in some way for something that was answered through the pandemic and we kind of look back in hindsight and say, oops, I I might have actually caused the pandemic through my prayer. (laughs) And you're not raising your hand, but I will tell you, I've talked to several people through my small groups who said that exact thing to me. Mm -hmm. And I actually have it written in a journal a year or two after the, the pandemic that I look back at some of my prayers in my journals and say, oh, God answered that through <clears throat> the pandemic. And, and what an odd thing to say. Right. I, I love what you said, though, about it was we were separated, but we were unified. Because I, I, do, I do agree with that wholeheartedly. One of the things that um, we did as staff in the very beginning was that we called every parishioner. And um, call them on the phone, not to, <laughs> I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, the church is calling. They want money or something. No, we called them to ask how we could pray for them. And then we prayed for the parishioners. And so that was huge. And so it, and the conversations that were had on the phone when you call someone and just ask that question, how can I pray for you? It was, it was very hard. And it was very um, amazing at the same time. So um, I think that in a way, it helped us connect with each other on a human level because we mm-hmm. took the time to, to talk. I mean, I know, I'm sure 
you know, I know you and I know other people, we reached out to friends and how are you? What's going on? How can I pray for you? Especially our loved ones and our friends whose um, families were really, really affected by, you know, sick, you know, the sickness. The pandemic. Yeah. 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 So. Well, one of the things that I think helped change our prayer life during that time that in some ways we're continuing or it illuminated it to us mm -hmm. was how our prayer needed to be intentional. We discovered that we really wanted God in our lives. We yearned for him and it, it meant that we had to become more intentional. And at a time where we could have become discouraged or spiritually dry, we, I, I guess, turned toward God in certain ways and felt like we depended on him. I, I would love to say that I was like amazing and never got discouraged or no, I, I, I will admit, you know, part of, part of life is the busyness that we surround ourselves with and the noise. And when everything shut down, a lot of that went away. And there was a lot of time that I think I spent in the initial trying to find that noise because it was scary. And at some point, you know, I got quiet and I, I had to just talk to God and, and pray. And like you said, like turn it over because, um, yeah, I mean, you, you mm -hmm. realize what's important. And, right. and for those of us with faith, God is important and trusting in him and whatever that looks like. And it was hard and it looked scary. So I think coming out of, you know, now that things are, I don't know if they'll ever be normal again, but now that I'm back to noise and busyness, I have to remind myself that that was something we learned. And, and that's, that's kind of why we're bringing this up, right? That's why mm -hmm. we're bringing up the, the global shutdown is because there were things we learned that now that we're back to busy and, and noise all the time, I have to remember the goodness of remembering that I missed Christ. I missed him and I had to seek him out every day in order to have that um, calmness in my life. You know, when we first started writing on the website way back when, <laughs> I I know that I wrote sometimes that I heard God telling me to be still. <laughs> and I, I would hear it, you know, in the readings and in the homilies and in the songs and the music. And But as someone who worked outside the home and was largely away from my family, I, I always felt that making time to develop a relationship with God outside of going to church was a challenge. You know, be still mm -hmm. for what? And one of the things during the pandemic that changed my prayer life was I had time, especially after my exit plan did go into effect, I had time for the first time in my life as an adult to be still mm -hmm. and to reconnect with my family and to find prayer together even as a family. Now, don't get me wrong. I am, we are not and have never been that family that prays the rosary together, but we made a couple of attempts and, um, and I can remember us praying it once or twice, not mm -hmm. maybe the whole thing, but 
but we did come together in prayer. We do pray at the dinner table now and, and stuff like that. But I had more time to seek out prayer, different forms of prayer, devotionals, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you, you reminded me, we, my family actually prayed the rosary for the first time, all of us together, um, during, during the lockdowns. And it was actually on a zoom rosary. And I don't, I don't think we recorded it or anything, but, but I, we, we were invited to do so, um, as a family and I coerced everybody and we did it. And, and my husband later told me he was coming into the church actually in 2020. And he told me that was his first time to ever pray the rosary as a family. And I hadn't thought about it. So, so you're right. That was, it's like you make, you made time and you mm -hmm. had fewer excuses to say no to things. And so I would say now I find more quiet. I seek out the quiet more than I ever have in my life. You saying that about you and your family praying the rosary mm -hmm. on the Zoom call made me think of that quote from Pope Francis in 2015. That he wrote, through prayer, even in the busiest times, we give time back to God. We find the peace that comes from appreciating the important things, and we encounter the joy of God's unexpected gifts. And it was you saying that, what your husband said, mm -hmm. appreciating the important things and encountering the joy of an unexpected gift. I thought that's just beautiful. I love that. And that's and and I, I think that's really the highlight of what came out of all of this for our prayer lives. It, it was an unexpected gift in many ways for prayer. Yeah. yeah. So how would you say your prayer life is going forward though? Um, are we still being, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but, but are, we, <laughs> are we still remembering now that everything's picked back up to set a specific time to establish that habit um, to find routine in it. And, and I'll go first, Lisa. Okay, good. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I want to be better at it. I, I'm, I'm going to be authentic and real here. I actually feel like I've diverged from the spiritual richness that I had in just before the pandemic and then after. And I am currently struggling, grasping, seeking to regain it, especially we're recording in the summer months with school being out and there not being a routine anymore. I am finding it harder to make time for the things, if that makes sense. No, it so. makes sense. And that's a lot of, a lot of prayer we feel like is structured around routine. And, you know, whether you pray the rosary every day or like we've talked about that, I like to set and do scripture reflections and spiritual reading in the mornings and, um, or going to adoration at a certain time or, you know, all those things usually are kind of scheduled. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I'm going to tell you to go easy on yourself because I truly believe in God's love and mercy, but I think that it's okay to struggle sometimes. And maybe that means find a different way that you're praying. You, you might be, um, maybe a change in your prayer life is okay. Maybe summer is that time to do something different. 
I'm not trying to make an excuse for not praying. I'm trying to, there's lots of ways to pray. And so maybe there's something else that, um, lights you up or connects you to Christ right now. That's Mm -hmm. different than how you did it before. That's a good point. I mean, I am still very aware of the presence of God in my life, even if I'm not scheduling formal time to pray a rosary before I go to sleep or do an examination of conscience, you know, think about my day and what I did good or did wrong or ask Mm -hmm. forgiveness, that kind of thing. I do believe in those things, but I, there, I think are ebbs and flows to your prayer life that, that sometimes I think the word spiritual dryness is kind of what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going out into the desert and coming out another side. So I, I appreciate what you just said about maybe trying something different. There, there's just a lot of different ways to be in prayer, be in community mm-hmm. with God. So. I would say one thing for you that might be good, because I love you, I know how much you love this, is music, praying through music. And um, I have a good friend who does this, that she has a, a playlist and she sings her her prayers basically in pray, praise and worship. And that that's what she does when she is in the car, when she, even when she's at work sometimes, which I think mm-hmm. the rest of the office likes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good idea, Lisa, because I'm with your friend and I do really enjoy praise and worship. It is the number one station on my radio in the car. And because I'm not out and about as often as I was during the school year, I am not in my car listening Mm -hmm. to those songs. So I do have a Spotify playlist and I also have my Hello app that has summer lists, summer playlists. And it's time to look, maybe find a different one and and turn it on Mm -hmm. and and sit with it again. So I'm about to say, turn that music up when you're bouncing around the house or making dinner, just crank it up and see what happens. Maybe you end up singing and dancing around the kitchen and that is your that is your prayer and offering to God at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then take a video and post it on Instagram. No. No. <laughs> Do a TikTok. Don't, oh wait. I don't have TikTok. I go way outside my comfort zone with this one. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm suggesting it. I'll let you do that. No, my kids are forbidden me from doing that. <laughs> Which part? The TikTok dance or the... the... Any kind of dancing online. No, no. They don't They don't want mom doing that stuff and embarrassing them. <laughs> One of our jointly favorite quotes from mm-hmm. St. Therese mm-hmm. is something that just came to mind about, you know, when you're praying through the dryness, and, and it made me think of you with this, telling me to sing and dance, but... It's St. Therese of Lisieux writing that prayer is a surge of the heart, a simple look turned toward heaven, a cry of recognition and of love, embracing both trial and joy. So maybe I just need to print that out and put it on my bathroom mirror and read it every morning. Mm-hmm. I love St. Therese for many reasons, the little flower, but this kind of speaks to her spirituality and that it doesn't have to be complicated. It's true. Prayer can be very easy and very basic. I think, I I don't have any quote in front of me, but I think that Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta, she is known for talking about offering a smile to somebody and lighting them up, you know, with reflecting God's love to somebody else. And, and then, um, 
that to me is is a prayer that recognizing Jesus a Christ in somebody else and how you treat them is a way I mean you're, again you're you're bringing God into your life you're you're opening up and you're in that moment you're thanking him for a gift and so it doesn't have to be complicated that's 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 I guess how I remind myself to try not to give myself a hard time when I don't get all my things scheduled the way they should be. So what I just heard you say is that serving our families and loving each other and <laughs> just doing what we need to do can still be considered in a way prayer in that we're giving those things up to God. And anytime we lift up our minds or our, our hearts to God is a form of prayer. Yes. Cool. <laughs> not, I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> okay. Is it confession time? Do you want to know my um, most frequent place to pray? If you want to be real and authentic, because you mentioned real and authentic earlier. Ready? Okay. Okay. In the shower. <laughs> I'm totally serious. <laughs> you know, that's not the first time I've heard. Uh, you are not the first person who has said that to me. Mm -hmm. I think it's just something um, relaxing and freeing about yep. being in the shower. Yep. It lets your mind kind of start to wander. And you have nothing else. I mean, you can think about shampooing your hair, I guess. But for me, it's a time when I have nothing else going on. My brain is not busy. And I guess that's a good sign that my brain naturally turns toward God when it's quiet. And I just, I don't know, it, it take a deep breath. I thank God for the morning and that's a good time when I pray for people. Um, you know, if I, if I feel my mind being attracted to a problem, then I pray for it and try to just turn it over to God for the day mm -hmm. or forever. But you know, specifically right then. I still like uh, praying in small groups and there are some small groups that we get together and we don't pray. We talk about readings and we discuss and we support one another in community. But I have one small group that for the better part of a year, we would either start or end our discussion with uh, praying a, like a rosary, but it was the uh, Our Lady of Sorrows. You and I have briefly talked offline about how we're extroverts. And so we want to be <laughs> around people and in community with people. And that some of our favorite prayer time is praying for each other and praying for other people's needs. Mm-hmm. That is true. And that was a question, Shell, that when we were talking, I, I wanted to put out there to you, the listener, is that I, I hear things about people having like prayer buddies, like somebody you text or maybe meet up and pray together. Or I, I just, I'm so curious about this because I, I am an extrovert completely. And I, I love the idea of kind of uh, accountability and I've, I've met friends for coffee and that we pray together, but sometimes we get way distracted and <laughs> all the other things and the prayer is not as central as it should be. And I'm, I'm guilty. Um, so I, I want to, I want to learn more about how to pray with other people in a maybe one-on-one -on -one or in a small, very small intimate setting that, um, helps me be accountable for, for, for the time. You're talking about a prayer partner. A prayer partner. I called it a buddy. Sure, a prayer partner. I like the buddy. I just, <laughs> as you said it and started talking, I'm like, oh, well, 
you're talking about getting a prayer partner. Yes. So. I've never had one. I, I am very interested in that because I think it would, um, I know someone out there is yelling at the, their AirPods that y'all could be each other's prayer partners. There's, there's value. Yes, we do. But there's also <laughs> value and there's also value in having someone that doesn't know you quite as well as yeah. you and I know each other. If you know what I mean? I Yeah, I, I can only imagine like, um, yeah, sisters. That's a whole nother. Okay. Anyone who wants to hear us talk about our sister relationship, um, that's going to be a whole nother podcast because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's no, not we, tease we, that today. <laughs> we need to, we, we, well, we, we love our time together, but we also need to grow individually as well uh, away from each other. So I agree. I agree. Yeah. And the same would come from spouses. I know a lot of people who their prayer partner is their spouse and and that, this is different than that. Yeah. Talking about a prayer partner is different than praying with your spouse and for your spouse because that's another episode also. That's extremely a valuable thing to do. Um, I was just thinking that we have tried and failed and sometimes try again. <laughs> well, I, I, but I think, again, keep keep trying. And maybe maybe don't I, – I'm – I hope someone doesn't think I'm being too easy on myself, but I really do believe in seasons of life and sometimes things are easier than others and sometimes things are really, really hard and there are times when you need to persevere and not deviate and just keep full steam ahead and there are times when you need to hear, sometimes I think God is telling us to be a little gentle on ourselves and it's okay and find something else and uh, in that vein, you and I both, have a lot of individual kind of prayer resources that we turn to. Um, and you mentioned, I think already, Hallow, um, there's a lot of online devotionals you can do. Or One of the things that I encountered was the idea of even doing a book study or a prayer group online. And those are still around. They're not as easy to find, but it was, it was great because it gave me the opportunity to, to, pray and connect with people who I don't know in person necessarily. So mm -hmm. it, it opened up my circle of um, friends. I had, a, I had a dear friend who set one up. It was really awesome to meet all these other individuals and their unique lives and pray for each other. Mm -hmm. Lisa, I have an idea. Why don't you get some of those resources together and we'll put three or four of them in the show notes. So if anyone wants to explore some of the ones, because I didn't know about several that you were telling me about earlier before we started recording. You know me, I love a list. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do want to remind people that you don't have to do all the things. Oh, gosh, no. Okay. You, you only have to do one thing with the right mindset. So I am that person who feels like, a stone skipping across the lake all the time, like, oh, I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do this. And if I'm not doing that, then no, take a deep breath. <laughs> the mm -hmm. only thing you have to do is be still and experience God. I love that reminder. I love it. I guess to end, our question to you is, how have things changed in your prayer life? Did something really beautiful come out of the last couple of years and the way that it's changed and shaped the way that you pray and interact with God. Have you seen growth come out of what we all went through in a positive way? 
And maybe are there times and things that you were doing that you want to start doing again? So we, we'd love to hear that from you. And, uh, and also if you, if you can help me out with the prayer buddy thing, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sorry that I just thought of pen pals, old fashioned oh, pen pals. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yes, it would. So, and, and I, I just thought of other things that we could spend another 30 minutes talking about. So, um, as always, thank you for listening and we're, we're having fun with this and, um, we're really happy that you're listening with us also because it's, it's a little weird to talk into a microphone and hopefully that someone is appreciating and listening back. So, hey, I'm here. I know. I'm here listening to you and appreciating what you say. Sorry, Lisa. Go That's ahead. okay. So, if you if you've made it this far, would you would you really mind sharing um, our podcast with a friend, leaving us a review on wherever you're listening, and making sure that you're subscribed so that you'll be notified um, each time a new episode comes out. We would really really appreciate it. You can send us feedback to email at soundmindandspirit at gmail.com. And you can always check out our website and all of our writings and everything else we have going on at soundmindandspirit.com. <laughs> Check me a minute. And of course, we're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and sometimes on Twitter. Not very often. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we hope you have a lovely day. Bye, everyone. <laughs>